Hello, may I speak to Melissa Mowry, please? Um, this is she. This is Jay Michaels. Hi, Jay, how are you? Very well. If I'm on the line, you're on the air. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pause I always get whenever I say that. People are like, okay, time to be charming. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know if I can be charming, but I'll try to be honest. <laughs> I think you're going to be both honest and charming. Uh, I have been looking forward to speaking to you because you, uh, I want to hear more about your great work, and I also want you to educate me. Tell me and tell our listeners about your play, which is a derived play. Uh, so I'd um, love to hear about the show and what it is exactly. Great. Fantastic. So um, just a little bit about, first of all, what the, what the type of theater is. is it's a derived work where... Um, with that sort of theater, we don't really start off with a specific script like you do with um, standard traditional theater. Um, what we start off with is a concept, or we start off with um, an idea, or, you know, it's just we start off with movement, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it all comes from the collaboration in the room between actors and directors and movers. So everybody hmm. in the space, we, we bring everything from that. And then once that happens, we begin to explore and create um, scripts from that, or we can, it can move into a, um, it can move into a, like a movement piece, a sort of dance piece. So that's what Divine Theater is. So our piece specifically is Women Rose Rooted. Um, has uh, has been on my heart for a very long time, and then I just found these wonderful women, and I was like, "Oh, great! I have somebody I can I can trust." There's a lot of trust that goes in the theater anyway. Oh, sure. But then there is a lot of trust that has to go into a piece where so much of ourselves goes into the goes into the very beginning of the process because we start without a script. So. Um, so, so much of our own personal lives and stories go into a lot of the work that we do um, in, in this particular process. So, um, if Women Rose Rooted, um, this is our second exploration of it, um, looks at sort of the balance between the masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. looks at um, and is exploring what it means to be a woman. Um, but I told, I was telling the, the ladies very on, I was like, it's very important that it is inclusive of all people, even though we're talking about feminine, because femininity and masculinity exist in every single one of us. Of course. So it's a play that explores what it means to be a woman, how we look at what is feminine, um, and both today, but also through mythological women and women from our own the actresses play both a character that is themselves in today's world, if you will, mm-hmm. but then they also are playing and exploring um, women from mythology around the world. Um, because I'm a true believer that a lot of these stories, a lot of myths, a lot of um, these traditional texts shape even today and how we are, why we are. Well, they, they used to say about Shakespeare that there's only seven plots, and and that, that every play becomes one of those plots. 
and and it's interesting you say myths around the world. So you're you've accessed into into every sort of culture. You're not just you know this is what we learned in college. We got the the, the Greco Roman myths. You're going all the way around the world with this. Yeah. So, oh, that's fascinating. Um, yeah. So, well, because for me it was super important because, like I said, this play's been in my heart for a very long time, and was the concept of it because mm. about. Eight years ago, I lived in India, and I worked in, in a traditional, uh, I worked in a school that dealt with a very traditional theater form called Kathak Kutu, mm-hmm. and I describe it as if Shakespeare met opera, met comedia del arte with a little Indian masala. Um, that's kind of what the theater <laughs> form is, lots of singing and dancing and long stories, and the plays are eight hours long, but there was this one, um, I used to, I taught English. I also taught workshops with students, and then I taught Western theater um, as a teaching artist. And while I was there, I fell in love with the stories of the women there. And that would be a lot of the ways that I was communicating with the, with the girls and doing workshops about conflict and communication and all these things. I would, I would take their stories because they were familiar with them. And I would use them within their, uh, within a different context. And so it was really important for me, and, and the Mahabharata, which is the, the story that they that this theater form is really based off of, has a lot of interesting explorations of conflict. It's very interesting exploration of itself. And so for me, it was really important and really interesting to introduce, uh, and, and when we did the show last year, I was introducing the ladies to these stories. Mm. Um but it was so interesting to me to explore, and then from our our point of view, and where we come from, and all of the ladies also, we come from different places and different backgrounds and different experiences, and that to me is extremely important because um, the problems that we have in the world today, or the joy that we have in the world today, is not confined to just the United States. And, or just Western culture and society. Oh, and I think that, I think that what we, I think that's part of the problem, honestly, and what we look at in the world today is that we forget that there is so much more outside of the West. Um, and so we have, we've explored, we're taking um, some pieces and some experiences from uh, Indian theater tradition. We have um, some from Irish tradition. We have some from uh, former, like from former Mesopotamia, we have some from we have had in the past Egypt, and so it's literally all of the world, Mexican culture and society as well. Did you find correlations? Did you, as you were going through this, did you did you suddenly say to yourself, "Oh my gosh, that's that, what what they do in India? That's the same thing as that they do in Mexico. That's the same thing that they do here." I can't believe. It. Have you found the, the 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 missing links, if you will? different stories. Um, this time we focused on our four main ones more, but last year when we started devising the piece was much more um, an exploration of what are, what are these stories. And you find that it's so interesting because it just reminds us that we are, there are things that are so very similar um, across tradition and culture. And the way that we tell stories, no matter where we are around the world, very similar, 
Um, like, you know, they, they say there's no, there's no such thing as a unique idea. And, but it, it's interesting because even in these texts that are thousands of years old, you know, you still find those links. And that to me reminds me of that's what makes all of us humans. You know what I mean? Of like, course. Um, because, because we have similar connections to things than we all have. And that was, that's what makes us human, you know? How difficult was it? Because uh, you're not the first one, this is the first time I've heard it called a derived play, but I've heard people call it movement theater and, and improvisation and so many different things. How difficult is it to create this? Is it, is it, do you find it easier than, than, the, than the conventional way of creating a play? Or, or, uh, or, or was this something where by, by the time it was done, you just went, oh my God, that was an ordeal. It really depends on who you have. Like, you know, theater is a collaborative art form, and it's very important that, um, you know, there's trust within the room, no matter what. Of um, course. For a, a straight play, traditional play. And with devised theater, it's extremely important because you can you can be working on a devised piece for, for months, for years, um, honestly. Like I said, this play <laughs> started last summer, and we took some time away from it and came back to it, but we've all, everything that we had last summer to today has still continued to impact the work that we're doing. So you're constantly always working on it. Um, so it can be a really, um, for example, for this piece, because um, it's my second device piece, this piece, so easy. The, the, the women that I'm working with, the actors and performers that we're are so open, so caring. We support each other. Um, we give each other the space that we need to create. They bring their own things to the table. Some of the actors have run a rehearsal because they have something that I I recognize. I don't have all the tools. Oh, that's and amazing. Oh, that's yeah, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and it's great because, you know, each of us, there are, um, there are six of us in the room. And so each of us has a different set of skills. Each of us has a different background. So I don't feel like I have to come in all the time and know every single answer, which I think a director should never know every answer um, because then you can't explore. Right. Um, but there is, but they have come to me and they've been like, Melissa, I, I want to work on some um, ancestor work today. Can we, can we explore like our ancestry and our lineage and how it connects to the goddesses? And I'm like, sure, send it to me, and we'll and we'll do this. So it's great because I don't have that background, but some of them do. Um, and so it's been a really interesting collaboration like that. So this one has been really a really great process because you there's a trust, there's a respect of each other's art, there is a respect for each other as people. There's um, there's an openness, but in, if you don't have that, if you have just a couple of of people who are afraid or or who don't want to, who don't trust the process, it can completely make it go into another direction. And it can be a very difficult, um, a very difficult process. Um, so I think that in some ways, it's very similar to a traditional play of like, you get one bad apple and the process just goes south. Of course. Or, you know, or you have a, or you have a dream team. But I think that because you're starting with the actor, because you're starting with, the collaboration as the basis for everything. It's really, really important. Um, if it's like 
98% important for you to have it in a traditional theater form to have that communication right. and that respect for each other. It's a hundred percent important that you have it within um, device theater. Now, now the play itself, uh, from what I'm listening to here, it's it's essentially it's a living being. It's it's organic. Um, Most they, definitely. There, there, there was a, an old expression. Uh, well, it's not an expression. <laughs> it's a, it's a, 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 a union term, for heaven's sake, where they say the play is frozen. Uh, I would hear mm-hmm. that all the time. If ever I'm working on a new piece during uh, during rehearsals or previews or whatever, somewhere, uh, somehow a stage manager says, okay, no, we can't change that. The play is frozen. Yeah. I don't think yours is. It sounds like it's always going to evolve. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is that, um, you know, a lot of this, uh, last year, so within the production, when we get up to, quite literally, when we get up to Friday when the show opens, <laughs> that's the, that, that particular play or this phase of the play will be what we perform and, and explore and see how it is because it's constantly in development um, and this is a like a kind of a developmental production um, and but even between last year and this year because of because of the world that we're living in because of the things that are happening mm-hmm. because of the life that we've all experienced it has changed it's a completely different piece than it was last year and um, in so many ways because there's more of us as women today in the piece than there was last year. It was all about the women of the past and this is all about the women of the past meeting the women of today and the women of today meeting women of the past. And so it will continue to grow and I, and the thing is, is you know, it's so funny because even now when I'm talking about it, because we're not finished devising it, um, I'm like, oh, is that what it's gonna, is it gonna be like that when we get to Friday? Like, I think it'd be really cool for us. Um, so things are still, even right now, we have about maybe 60 or 70% of the play completely finished. I say that very loosely in quotation marks. Um, because something always comes up in the room that could change it. But we're still creating it, even right now. And, um, it's exciting that it gets to be a living piece because the world around us is changing so much. So you're taking um, that actor expression uh, to the fullest. We're yeah. never going to see the same show twice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's important. It's important for this story and for this exploration that it be that flexible. Now, um, now I, when you say about, uh, when you say about, uh, it, it always growing, what, what will it be like on Friday, etc.? Okay, let's say you, you finish this run. It's absolutely wonderful. Standing ovations, as I'm sure you will get. Everything's done. You decide to resurrect it in six months, a year, two years, ten years. It'll be a different play then. It, the world will be different. You will have different actors. So, so the dialogue itself might actually change. The, the, the piece itself. And then we're also in different, we're in different places as women, you know. Most of us right now are um, young women with no, like, no children, you know. We're in relationships, we're not in relationships, we are in school, we just graduated from school, we've been out of school for a little while. But then it's like, um, my assistant is uh, just picture, she is, she's a mother. And so she came into rehearsals one day, and something that we we didn't even see when we're exploring the ch- of what it is to be a child, she has an experience that none of us have directly because we don't have kids, and we don't see that as directly. And then having that, just having that one that one experience come into the 
into the world of the theater. I mean, Jess is incredible anyway, but having that one experience of her coming into the space completely shifted the way that the play moved and and, and flowed. Just because we were like, oh, we have a woman who, who knows children on a very personal level that we... I mean, I'm an aunt, but I live in New York and they live in Virginia, so I don't see them all the time. So it's like, legitimately, even our positions in our lives, the jobs that we have, um, our experience with love and loss, all of those things will continue to change the play subtly as well as drastically. John Gilgood, uh, a million years ago, who played Hamlet, I think, mm-hmm. three times in his life, when interviewed after, I think, mm-hmm. the second or even the third he made the comment, he said, you can never play Hamlet, you can only attempt it. And and the Hamlet he did when he was a 25-year-old, the Hamlet he did when he was a 35, a 45, whatever whatever age he was, was vastly different because of his life. So, so you're taking that one step further. So the play we're going to see is the play of today. If we see it in, yeah. in, in six months, it could be a completely different reality. Different. It will. And the thing is, is like, I... I I think it's really important. I think that's what interesting theater is, whether it's, you know, whether it is Hamlet, whether it is um, Streetcar Named Desire, whether it is, you know, um, In the Next Room, or whether it's a devised play. Interesting theater, it grows, and it, and it shifts, and it changes, and it, and it molds to us, and molds, like, uh, and, and makes, and causes us as individuals, both who are attempting to play the character or who are sitting in the audience and watching it, it forces us to change and move. And what I think is so interesting is Divide Theater is, um, it's sort of a metaphor for that. I mean, not a metaphor, but an embodiment of that process of change and adaptation and trying things on and pulling things away. And it's sort of your the whole process of devised theater is the process that we go through as against theater creators to find our voice and our place within the world of the play. And I think it's interesting that we get we get the opportunity to really, um, you know, sort of try something new, attempt something, and have it be very raw, vulnerable, and true. Okay, so now I just came to the other thought. The other individual that one one thinks of in the theater is the audience. Um, uh-huh. What will what does a devised play look like to an audience member? Are we going if I when I it's coming to see it sitting there? Uh, am I going to say, oh, what a lovely uh-huh. play, like I would normally? Or would I suddenly feel something different? Are we going to feel what you guys are feeling? Uh, does does um, this create a different yeah. visceral feeling to the audience? Um. It depends on the audience, I think, um, you know, but it, I mean, it always does, so it's a little bit of a cop-out, um, but for me, I look at it as, my hope is, and I was, tell, I was talking about this last night to my ladies at a rehearsal, and I said, for me, it's really important that all of the audience members, it's not about, because a, a play like this can very, very easily become uh, a lesson, a lesson in how to treat women a lesson in how to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And I don't want our audience to feel taught. What I want for our audience to feel is that they're looking up to a mirror and they're recognizing what's happening. Oh, that's great. Um, so, yeah. And, and so it's kind of, you know, it's, so there, it's fun. There's a lot of play. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of sorrow. Um, there's a lot of pain because that is life. And, for me, it's really important that the audience is able, every audience member 
is going to take away something different from the play. They're going to take something different away from the experience. But what I really want for them to do is to feel like whatever they're seeing on the stage and experiencing on the stage is truthful to them in some way. That there is a piece of the experience of these four women on the stage is this is something that they can relate to on a personal level, and then that they're able to take that with them when they leave the stage. So I have, you know, pretty high, actually, I would say that's pretty high expectations and hope for the show to impact our audiences, but it's not something where I feel like any one person is going to be like, I'm going to have you, you're definitely going to walk away with this when you, you know, when you leave, because a device piece can be so, um, it can be so complicated, it can be so um, abstract that each and every one of us are going to be looking at things very differently. So, so, so in one night, you're going to have someone coming away there absolutely furious, someone weeping, someone laughing, yeah. someone suddenly came to a realization about themselves, probably more than a standing ovation, probably the best response uh, you could get is a whole bunch of people, is your audience saying, like, oh, like suddenly it's all clear. Yeah, I mean, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and I welcome that, I'm excited about that. How about you? Um, did you walk away from this now that you're 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 on the verge of opening? So so it's it's as frozen as such a derived play can be. Um, yeah. How, did you did you come away from rehearsal at some point going, oh my god, I never knew that about myself, or oh how stupid am I to realize this, or even like oh, I I feel so much better about myself. Did you come to any kind of catharsis yeah. in the run of this? Yeah, um, every night, every night I learn something new from the people in my store, from the people in my store, from the people in the, the room with me. Right. Um, their experiences, their points of view, um, and the level that they share, um, is just so, it's so beautiful. Um, and it makes me, and I watch them, and it, we, we devise a piece every single rehearsal that then gets put into one large piece. To play, and every single night I watch one of their pieces, and I leave having thinking about it for days. Like, and just like, oh, I'm so excited to play with this and understand this and unpack this, and um, I see things and I recognize things in a very um, in a very different way every single time I have a rehearsal. Oh, that's great! That's great for you as well. Mm -hmm. There, there's an old expression I hear it all the time in, in working with philanthropy. Someone always says, now more than ever. You know, this, uh, please mm -hmm. donate because it's more important now more than ever. Um, yeah. Why is, is your play important now more than ever? Is now the time to see this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this, I, I do think it's important. I do think that now it's very, very important. And my hope is, is that I can say, I, my hope is that one day I will be able to say now more than ever, and then that will be the last time I say it. You know that these problems and these situations will never be a thing again. So smart. I I am an idealistic, realistic person, um, but I think that it is very important because I and we discussed this last night in rehearsal about why I wanted the play to to function and, and be in a certain way. And I said part of it is we live in a world that's so divided. And about, about everything. And we live in a world that is, because of that division, in spite of that division, um, in addition to that division, we are an oppressive, like in an oppressive society, 
on just about everybody. Our oppression is all all different, and but it's there and it's real and we all feel it. And for me, it's extremely important to have a place and to create a place. This is specifically for women, um, but also not even I say that and I take it back because it's really about the feminine. It's really about that energy, and everybody has that energy. Um, of finding a safe space and a safe place and creating that within this piece where we explore the beauty, the pain, the acceptance of, and the mistreatment of this feminine energy and how we demean it. And through this, through this play, this particular uh, iteration of the play, it is through the stories of women. But next time I might add men to the cat, um, which has been a discussion on the, on our minds about the play. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, but for me, it's really important that right now feminine energy is, is given the space to be loved and accepted. And because of that, we as women, we as men are able to love and accept ourselves because we live in a society right now that everybody's just mad at everyone. Um, And rightfully so in some cases. Um, But for me, it's just, I really want us to have that. If we can find balance in this, I, I tell them all the time, if we can find balance, then I feel like the world would be a better place. And we need that. We need that balance. And this play is hopefully a call for the need for balance and the, and the calling of us as individuals and as audience members to find that balance and to create spaces with that balance. If the whole world could just hear you speak and see your play uh, and feel what you and your marvelous ensemble of women are trying to make them feel, I think we would all be in a much better state than we are in right now. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, I'm I'm like a kid in a candy store. Whenever I hear about a great play, a great movie, a great something, it's, it's like this new joyous experience to me each time. But you've just given me like like the the biggest toy of the year because if this is not just a, a new great work. This is a new art form that that you are you are yeah. owning right here, and I think that's marvelous. I wish you all the luck in the world Thank with this. You. May it may you get from the nods to the tears to the laughs to the crying to the standing ovation, and and may this play uh, live a long and happy and totally. A, a rejuvenated life each and every time that it's done. And may we hear so many more great works from you. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. All the best. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Ciao. All right.